0: This is episode 214 of the Prepper Website Podcast, where I connect you with resources that will help you live a more self-reliant life. Today's articles are Firestarter Kit to be Kept Within Other Emergency Survival Kits and 12 Reasons Why You Should Be Thrift Shopping. Hey, I'm Todd Sepulveda, the editor of PrepperWebsite.com. This podcast is an audible version, with some commentary, of articles that have been posted on Prepper Website, a daily curation of preparedness information. These articles are some of the best of the best that have been recently posted on PrepperWebsite.com. All article links and show information can be found on the PrepperWebsitePodcast.com. Hey, you can make sure that you get the Prepper Website Podcast delivered to your preferred device without fail. We make it very easy for you to subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or any other favorite podcast network. And if you do feel you're receiving value from this podcast, we appreciate your kind reviews. All right, welcome to this new week of podcast episodes on the Prepper Website Podcast. I hope you had a great weekend. A couple of things that I'd just like to share out really quick before we jump into the articles. The first one is that I added a search, a search bar on the Prepper Website Podcast website. And I think that makes it very easy. Like if you if you remember maybe I, I did a podcast or an episode on a specific topic and you can't remember exactly what episode it is, you can go over there and type in a topic. And it'll bring it up. So like today we're talking about fire or fire kits. You can go type in fire and it'll bring up all the different episodes or water or whatever. You know, you can just go search. It makes it really, really easy for you. I also, uh, on Prepper website, I had someone suggest that I uh, I had a search bar really far down on the right hand side, the sidebar. And uh, they suggested that I move it up. So I did do that. So it's a little bit further more towards the middle of the page on the right side bar. So you can go ahead and, and use that, utilize that as well on Prepper website if, you, uh, if you're if you looking for a specific topic. The other thing I wanted to share with you is that I started an Instagram specifically for Prepper website. Uh, I had an Instagram for my personal and, and I guess you can still find that. I, I guess I haven't changed anything as far as um, where you can link to it on, on uh, the different websites. But I did start a prepper website, Instagram, just because I, I felt like I could share more things out. I tried to keep a balance of really my like my spiritual things that I do for my personal, and then uh, a balance of you know prepper website stuff that I was adding. And you know I would get some questions like, hey, what is the prepper website thing, and and uh, what is this prepper thing? And I would explain it, and it was a great it was a great opening for me for for some people who had questions. But I just didn't never felt like I could. Share everything that I wanted to share. So I went ahead and, and started the Prepper website one and and uh, put it out there. And a lot of people have already followed it. So I'm really grateful for that. But if you are on Instagram, I welcome you to follow us over there as well. I'm hoping to share a lot of other stuff on that. Uh, just various things that that I get and whatever, and share a little bit more personal things, I guess, about uh, preparedness over there on on that one. So that's just basically Instagram.com/slash prepper website or just search for prepper website and, and it'll pop up all right so let's go ahead and jump to the first article of the podcast and i want to ask you this question before we start when was the last time you really started a fire right when was the last time you really went outside and for whatever reason maybe you were you're camping maybe you have a fire pit whatever and not that you used like a fire log or you use something like and i'm not downplaying that i mean you know those are fine you can use those if you've got a fireplace and you want to you know start a quick fire okay fine but when was the last time you really started a fire like you had your kindling you had your tinder you had you know the the different pieces of wood and and you just went for it however you know you were going to build it all the different types of ways you would build it when was the last time you did that And if it's been a a while, if you've never done that, you have to do it. Fire is a game changer when it comes to survival and preparedness. You really need to know how to do that. And it's a skill. It's not hard to learn. It's not hard to do. There are some different things like when you start talking about wet wood, and we've talked about that recently, that that is a little bit harder. And you need to know how to get to the middle of of a branch or whatever. You need to get to the dry piece of wood on the inside right of of whatever you have but when was the last time you were able to go and you just you just started some fire i mean that's it's it's not hard to do it's easy to do but you have to practice it's not as simple as striking a match and 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 touching some wood to it but it's but it is easy to do. So, you know, I'm going to challenge you out there. I know some of you are up in the winter area, you know, you're up in the north where it is like serious winter time and like, man, you stay inside and uh, you know, y'all have wood stoves and different things like that. Some of you that are listening to this, but some of us who are a little bit further down south, and I'll tell you, man, the, the the weather is so stupid right now, I just can't even no I guess it's not as stupid as, as last year. Last year I think we had two days of winter uh in, in Houston and everybody was like, What what in the heck is going on? Now um it's gotten a little bit colder and I've talked a little bit about when we had some actual snowfall and all that kind of stuff, but we're talking about forty degree swings throughout the day so you you leave the house and you're in a a decent jacket right so 34 degrees here and then all of a sudden by the end of the day when you're going home it's 70 degrees outside and so everybody's dealing with allergies and sinus pressure and all that kind of junk but at the same time you you know it's it's like the weather what what the heck is going on so you know down here um, anytime it it, uh, especially where i live a little bit further in the suburbs Anytime the weather starts changing people want to use their fireplaces people want to start their fire pits and things like that so you can walk out and you can start smelling you smell wood burning and and that's a great I mean I, I like that smell I don't know a lot of people don't like it but it's a great smell I like it you know people are out there doing their their uh, you know building fires and, and and all that good stuff but one of one of the you know the things that 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 I I would encourage you to do especially if you live in a place like Uh, that's not completely covered with snow is practice building a fire take your kids out there practice you know show them walk them through how to do it and if you have a fire pit man that's even greater right so you can show them how to do it and next time you let them do it and walk them through and 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 uh, just just go at it from there because it is a skill that is very very important so when we talk here about this article, this first article comes to us from modernsurvivalblog.com and he's he's talking about fire starter kits. I've talked about this before, but I think it's just a great it's it's something that we really need to uh, to put into our kits because it's very easy to talk a lot about these things and then we really don't uh, really put them into practice. So, I'm going to go ahead and start reading this one and I want you to be thinking about the, the next fire that you're building, do you have a fire kit? W- what items do you have right now in your house that you could build a fire with, right? Well, not only the wood, but w- do you have anything other than your your of your stove, right? And then a lot of the times the stoves that are out there are, are electrical stoves. And so you really couldn't even use that to, to start your fire. So what do you have available to you right now that you are able to, to start a fire with? And so, hopefully, this article will give you some ideas and will encourage you to start a fire kit, and maybe actually multiple fire kits to put in different places and in different kits. So let's go ahead and start reading this one. It's coming to us from modernsurvivalblog.com. The article is entitled "Fire Starter Kits to Be Kept Within Your Other Emergency Survival Kits." A fire starter kit is a very important asset and should be a subset of your other emergency survival kits. This may include 72 hour kit, emergency kits in your vehicle, bug out bags, get home bags, day pack for hiking, pack while hunting, fishing, outdoors, camping equipment, e-kit kept in your ATV, four-wheeler, kit in your snowmobile, boating emergency kit, EDC everyday carry. So in other words, anywhere that you think that you any kit that you have anywhere where you're going to be, you should have this these items with you, right? So you get the idea. Pretty much any time you're heading out beyond your home base, having a fire starter kit within your other kit is excellent preparedness. You do have general purpose emergency kits for these occasions, right? There are lots of options and accessories that you might consider including in your own personalized fire starter kit. I personally tailor my own variants based on where it's going and how much practical carrying space I have. That said, here are a few suggestions to consider. The most important items in your fire starter kit are those with the ability to ignite a combustible material. If you can't make sparks or flame, the rest will be useless. So a lighter or matches or waterproof matches, fire steel, fresnel lenses, magnifying glass, ferrocerium or ferro rods, magnesium fire starters, road flare, bow drill, 9 volt batteries and steel wool. Note, I suggest having more than one method of producing sparks or flame in your kit. The more, the better. An ordinary Bic or Zippo lighter is the easiest. Maybe troublesome in very cold weather or if it gets wet. Look for Strike Anywhere matches. Waterproof them by dipping in wax. When acquiring a Firesteel or Ferro Rod, it's much easier working with one that's longer than just a few inches. Somewhere around 5 inches and fatter is much better. Available from our longtime sponsor, Firesteel.com. Supplies for the U.S. Military. Half inch by five inch fire steel and three eighth inch by four inch fire steel. And so you have uh, links there that you can go check those out. And the the reason why you want, a lot of the times when you find, when you when you go to a sporting goods uh, store and you purchase one, and the fire steel is very, it's a, it's a short one, and it might throw a lot of sparks, but you want the, the longer the ferrocerium rod or the ferro rod, the more sparks you're going to be able with each strike. You're going to get more sparks. And so I think that's, that's one of the reasons if you're going to spend some money on a ferro rod, which I, I do recommend, then you, you want to have a bigger one, a longer one, right? They make wallet-sized credit card Fresno lenses, which are convenient for everyday carry. Related article is a Fresno lens fire starter for your wallet. So a Tinder for fire starter kits. Tinder can be found or acquired yourself in the field. Leaves, pine, needles, dry twigs, tree bark, dried grass. However, it is recommended to include some additional ready-made tinder in your fire starter kit. A few suggestions for tinder include cotton ball with petroleum jelly, tea light candle, fine steel wool, char cloth, magnesium, fire starter pucks, or equivalent. Whatever tinder you choose to keep in your fire starter kit, practice with it. Use your spark flame source and try to start a fire with your tinder. Don't wait until you need to try it during an emergency situation. Be sure that it works for you. Okay, now you have your ingredients, but where or how are you going to keep it all together? One of my fire kits with Bic lighter, fire steel and striker, magnifying glass, matches tea light candles, cotton balls with petroleum jelly. And there's a picture there that you can check out. I suggest that you keep it waterproof or at least very water resistant. Most of my own fire kits are contained in a Ziploc bag. The picture shown above is how I keep my fire kit in my Versapack bags. You might keep a small kit in a tin of sorts. I've used an old cigar tin. I wanted to come back and just talk a a little bit about some of these items because you hear a lot about the Fresnel lens. Well, Fresnel lenses are pretty powerful. In fact, I don't know if you've ever seen videos um, the guy, I can't remember his name, but the the guy that does um, like the experiments and he, he creates these great hacks. Uh, he grabbed one from my from I think like an old uh, one of those one of those big uh, oh my gosh projection screens. That's what I'm, I'm trying to uh, re- say, projection screens. And he created this Fresno lens, and oh my gosh, this sucker is so powerful. So if you've ever seen a Fres, Fresno lens work, it is it is truly, truly awesome. But there are some things that you like the Fresno lenses and the magnifying glasses or glass that you need to have, you know, sunlight. And if you don't have sun, then you're kind of stuck out and they're going to be able to, or they're going to take up room in your fire kit. So I always definitely need a lighter. And so you need more than, I would say more than one. I would have, especially if it's like your fire kit in your, in your bar or your big kit. That you're that you're carrying. I mean, you can go to Amazon.com and you can order a bunch of Bic lighters, and you do want to get the Bic lighters. If you go to like the dollar store, you start buying some of the cheaper ones. Man, those break so easily. So I would recommend uh, the the Bic lighters. Now they sell the the regular size ones, and then they sell the like the little mini ones. So if you have a fire kit, a small one, maybe you're carrying it around in your EDC or something like that. The mini ones work really really well. But I do suggest that you have, in, in, your, in your main kit, right, you have more than one. And in order to waterproof it, uh, you, want to, you want to go ahead and put it in like a, a baggie. You want to go ahead and put it in a little Ziploc bag. Uh, I've used, uh, well, I've shown those before when I've shown my boo-boo kit uh, where I keep a little, you know, some, some medicine, some, you know, Advil or whatever in those. And I think I got those at Walmart in the craft store so they sell all different sorts, sizes of, of uh, little baggies. So you're not using like a big sandwich bag or something like that. They're very small. And you can go and get those and, um, you know, you basically put that put that big lighter in there and waterproof it that way. The matches, the waterproof matches, the Strike Anywhere. There, there's been some really great videos on YouTube about making not only waterproofing your matches but making like a like a super match right where you put a couple of these matches together and you dip them in wax and you light one of them and then they just they last for a very very long time because that's when when you need fire those kinds of things man those are those are game changers right there so the ferro rod i think uh i loved you i mean that's one of the the first outside of using a match when i was in boy scouts we used a ferro rod with lint And, uh, man, that's just kind of close to my heart. I always use that. I don't, I don't like the magnesium fire starters where you're kind of scraping off the magnesium. If you go to, if you go to like, uh, Harbor Freight and Harbor Freight will sell those sometimes for really, really cheap. The, the magnesium fire starter. so you have the, the, the magnesium block and then you have the ferro rod that's, that's on it. So you could go ahead and get one of those and they're very, very cheap. But what I have found is when you start scraping off the magnesium, it is a pain in the butt. So a lot of the times I've seen what they recommend is you you have your, your like a cotton ball where you are putting it in some where the you're, 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 you're scraping the magnesium into the cotton ball, or even the cotton ball with petroleum jelly just like intensifies it or whatever. So you can use it that way. What I liked about the one at Harbor Freight is that the the ferro rod was attached to it. And then you could just use that ferro rod if you wanted to just by itself. But anyway, um, I didn't like I didn't really like that. And the nine volt battery and the steel wool. I mean, those are just like ways to to make you know you you have all these ways that you can make fire. But you really I think you really want to stay with the the major ones. Like you want to have a lighter or a couple of lighters. You want to have matches, waterproof matches, and uh, you want to have that ferro rod. And if you if you do have one of those pocket Fresno lenses. I, I've ordered a couple of those I mean, they're pretty cool if you have uh for instance, he talked a little bit Ken talked a little bit about your different kits and you know you have your big kits and you might have some that you're carrying around in a smaller kit for instance, if you have one of those wallet Fresno lenses or not Fresno uh, yeah the the wallet Fresno lenses, you can put those in a uh, like an altoids kit it will it will fit right at the very very bottom of that and so you're really you're you're good with that one so It doesn't take up a lot of space. It might be something that you want to use, but that's not my go-to. If I was to start a fire, that's not going to be my go-to there. And then the, the, um, I know I've talked about it before, but the kit aspect of it, he talked a little bit about where, well, if you go to this, um, if you go go to Ken's article, you'll see his VersaPack and you'll you'll see that it's, his kit is like on on one of the top uh, pouches. And so, you know, you can, you can do it that way. I like having my kit in an, in an actual smaller kit. And I've talked about going to like the dollar store before where I saw some old, uh, where they were trying to sell little packs where maybe you would put your games in and things like that. And they looked, I mean, they were pretty solid. They were zip and they had little pouches on the inside. And so I bought a couple of those for a dollar and made kits out of those. I thought that was a really great deal there. Again, using uh, maybe an Altoids tin, uh, like he talked about, maybe doing it in a, a cigar a cigar tin. I would put mine in a in an Altoids tin and use that. But you know, there should be multiple ways to start fires. You should you should have the skill of doing that, and then multiple ways out there to do it. One of the things that I really like about going over to modern survival blog, you know, some of these older websites have a big community. So when you talk about well, when you throw any kind of article out there, there's going to be a lot of comments, and so there's a lot of comments on this one, and people talking about toilet paper rolls with with uh, lint. So never throwing away lint, always kind of stuffing those toilet paper rolls with lint. And one of the guys that uh, that was talking about was talking about that in in the, the comments was mentioning that uh, they use they use that to start their fires, like in their wood stoves and fireplaces and different things like that. And then there's a couple of other ideas in here that always makes it really great to come and and never miss the comment section because you always learn so much, uh, especially from some of these older sites that have a lot of people that go to it and visit it. So uh, 36 comments here, a lot of other articles or a lot of other links that you can check out over here at modernsurvivalblog.com. And again, fire starter kits to be kept within your emergency survival kits. Alright, our next article comes to us from livinglifeinruraliowa.com and Erica has an article over there called 12 Reasons Why You Should Be Thrift Shopping. Now, I don't know why, this is just, this keeps coming up for me. This theme is the financial being frugal. I really do think that that's one thing that if you are preparedness minded, that you really need to get under control. I think we're going to be in a situation here in America where we are going to feel the pinch of economics. And hopefully you're in an area, you're in a situation where you're taking care of getting out of debt and getting on a budget and trying to live beneath your means. And so anything that I can find, I mean that's one reason why I have a page completely dedicated to frugal living and websites that talk about that on Prepper website, you just go to the right hand corner. There's one on frugal living there because I think this is this is going to be a big big deal. We always talk about economic collapse. We always you always hear about different things like that. The slow spiral downward. And if you're honest, unless you make so much money that you don't feel it at all, which if you do, then you're probably not listening to this podcast. But you, you have felt it over the years. You have felt it when you go to the grocery store. You have felt it when you're, when you're buying whatever. You know, There's so many things out there that we have to buy. And I think that we really need to get to a point where we are making sure that we are frugal, that we are uh, living beneath our means, that we are taking care of our debt. And so if that's not something that you're doing right now, I'm gonna, I want to encourage you to please Really think about that. We talked about goals last Friday on the, on the on episode 213, and so I'm gonna I'm gonna really uh, get you to hopefully get you thinking to start focusing on that goal for for 2018 to start getting rid of your debt, to start living beneath your means, to start living on a budget, to start thinking differently about finances, so that you are not so dependent on the job, you're not so dependent on credit cards, you're not so dependent. I mean, over the years, I have I've received so many emails and then people have dropped comments that they just can't afford to prep. And because they get they have the mindset of okay it's gear and you have to have all of this kind of stuff. Because for whatever reason, I mean there's just a lot of reasons why people get into financial issues or, or whatever. But one of the things that we can do is to make decisions in our life that are financially responsible. And one of those decisions is shopping at a thrift store. Now, a lot of the times when people think about that, it's very very hard for them to wrap their their minds around that in like, man, I'm buying used clothes, I'm buying used items. I can't I can't do that, right? And so if you can get past the the idea of man this is somebody else's clothes and and somebody else gave these up for whatever reason you you can save a ton of money now some of you who have big households you're already doing it a lot of you out there probably are already doing it and don't have a problem but i'm 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 hoping to not only change some minds because i know that there's people out there listening to the podcast who live out in the suburbs who who live out in suburbia and you have the 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 two cars, you have the house, you have the the 2.4 kids or whatever that is now, whatever that statistic is now. And sometimes you're you're barely making it, man. You're living paycheck to paycheck, or or you're you're struggling to to survive. And, and the Christmas season is coming up, and you're like, man, I want to get my kids. I know all their friends are. You know, I, I know people who who have all the trappings of, of everything who try to give their kids everything and try to keep up with everything that everybody else is getting and they are in some serious serious debt. If they have a hiccup, man, they're going to be hurt really bad. And so there's always, you know, job loss, there's always medical things that happen and you know you got to be prepared for those. And so I'm hoping that this article not only get, maybe changes your mind about going through a going to a thrift store. And possibly, you know, going there every once in a while. If it's not, if it's not something you regularly do, maybe starting to get your mind changed on that. But not only that, how can I be more financial, financially savvy to be able to start putting away some more money and put myself in a better position financially if things really start going? And not just if if there's a collapse, but there's always Murphy's law always comes to play. All right. So uh, a lot of talking there, but let's go ahead and get into this article. Long before thrift shopping was cool, I was doing it to stretch my budget and because I just couldn't afford new things. In fact, my parents did the same thing. I grew up on hand-me-downs until I outgrew my cousin's clothes. Almost all my books came from used bookstores and the library. We went to auctions and garage sales. My parents needed to stretch their pennies too. Now thrift shopping is cool. Thrift stores are gaining popularity as are for sale or garage sale groups on Facebook. Craigslist is still going strong and eBay is still a great place to unload your used but still in great condition goods. Consignment shops are still a good place to buy and unload your good condition goods and make a little extra money. Garage sales are still fun places to shop. I have a lot of fun thrift shopping as long as I don't go overboard. I want you all to be thrift shoppers too. If you are, but know someone who should be, show them this post. 12 Reasons Why You Should Be Thrift Shopping Number 1. Thrift Shopping is Sustainable. If you are even a little bit concerned about our planet, you know there are way too many goods being produced today. More than can be used, actually. But people still demand and buy them. By buying used, you are breaking that cycle and keeping perfectly good things from going to the landfill. To keep the sustainability cycle going You should use those used goods until they are completely worn out or pass them on to someone who can use them. Number 2. You are a non-consumer. As stated in number one, you are breaking the consumerism cycle. When you purchase something used, you are a non-consumer. You are not buying something new. You are not supporting the mass merchandisers. You are not succumbing to advertising telling you you need something new. You are using what someone doesn't need anymore and you are not supporting people who have no interest in your local economy. Number three, thrift shopping supports your local economy. Whether you buy something from a used goods store or a person, your money stays right in that area. Your money isn't going to some big corporation who cares very little about you. Your money is going to a local organization except Goodwill or people who will in turn spend that money locally. And a lot of the times, uh, so this is just my two cents, just because I, I know, because I used to work for the Star of Hope mission here in Houston when I was really, really young. Um, I used to run their computer learning center. And uh, I know that uh, a lot of the times they employ people that are residents or people who need jobs. And, and so not only are you supporting their local, you know, the the local economy and the local charity, but you are also supporting them with jobs and and helping them as well. Now they say accept goodwill. Erica's saying accept goodwill here because Goodwill is such a big uh you know, a big organization. It's still a non profit, but you always hear those stories that the money that goes into Goodwill goes uh, you know a high percentage of it goes to pay salaries and, and those kinds of things and it doesn't really go to do the good that you want want it to do. So that's why she's saying that there. Number four, why buy new when used will do? This phrase is attributed to a certain person, but honestly, it has been around a while. Why? Because it is true. Used is just as good as new in most situations. Most of my clothes and my kids' clothes were used growing up. We got new things for gifts as birthdays and holidays, but otherwise they were used. Even when they were in high school, we regularly found almost new and new clothes, New and new clothes for them at the thrift store. I still buy almost all of my clothes used because you can't beat the price. Number five, you save money. Doesn't everyone like to save money? You can outfit an apartment or a house for hundreds of dollars cheaper than buying new. Does buying used things gross you out? Wash them once and get over it. You are saving money. Number six, if you have kids, you are teaching them frugality. My kids like to go to the thrift store and garage sales growing up. They still do even as teenagers and young adults. They also have found a lot of great things there. They learned one way of being frugal and they learned that used things were not gross. The younger they learn that, the better. Number 7. You will find brand new things while thrift shopping. Honestly, this is the best. People are often too lazy to return something to the store or cannot return it so they will just donate it to the thrift store or sell on a garage sale. Their loss is your gain. Because most of the time, you will get it for only a few dollars. Score. Number eight, anyone can thrift shop. And I do mean anyone. Some of the most financially stable people I know are avid used good shoppers. They love a good deal and refuse to pay full price. Let's take some tips from these people, shall we? You can be a prepper, homesteader, parent, retiree, single, married, young, old, rich, poor, and anything else you can identify with. Anyone can be a thrift shopper. Number nine, you can find really good presents while thrift shopping. I have found a lot of presents while thrift shopping. Books that look brand new, clothes with tags still on them, sets of dishes still in the original sealed box, candlesticks and vases because I know people that collect them, you get the hint. Start your gift shopping at the thrift store or online consignment sites and go from there. Number ten, once you start, you won't be able to stop. I know that sounds pompous, but it's true. The idea you will be saving money and scoring some really good stuff is addicting. When you realize you can do this all the time, you will be hooked. Number eleven, the inventory is always changing. If you can't find what you are looking for one day, wait a few days and come back to the store check again online. More than likely you will find what you want at a price that is reasonable or cheap. And number twelve, thrift stores have sales too. They get a lot of things donated or consigned to them. They often do not have the storage for these things, so they run sales. Our local store often runs a buy one, get one free, or buy two, get one free sales. They also have bag sales where a bag of goods is $5, no matter what you have in the bag. I know other thrift stores will have 50% off sales and more. Keep your eyes open and you will find even better deals at the thrift store. Thrift store shopping is fun. The pursuit can be challenging at times, but the results are usually worth it. Just know, even with thrift shopping, you need to be mindful of your budget and not get crazy while shopping. Sometimes, people will buy whatever they want because it is a good deal, but they still overspend. What is your favorite thing to buy at the thrift store? Thanks for reading, Erica. So, after I read this article or got ready to decided to use it on the podcast, I kind of went online and did just some I did a search for tips to uh tips for thrift shopping right and and some of you know I've always said I had a friend who lost a lot a lot of weight and he had to dress professional and one of the things that he did was he went to uh, thrift stores and he bought he bought a lot of clothes. he replaced his whole wardrobe but one of the things that he told me is that he went to the to the thrift stores that were in the nice part of town, and so I always thought that that was a thought that that was a great idea but when i when i started reading some of these tips from people that actually do this they were saying not to go to the wealthiest parts of town so some of the reasons being is that everyone kind of has that idea the other thing is that you want to go to thrift stores that are in in, in neighborhoods that are kind of declining so what happens is so you have an older couple or an older person who's lived in the neighborhood and and it, they might have lived there or they bought when it was in their heyday right and then all of a sudden starts things start happening, it starts declining and and the demographics start changing in, in that part of town. But when they pass away, their family comes and instead of uh, you know selling their stuff or whatever they donate it, so they grab all their things and they go take it to the the local thrift store, right to donate it or, or whatever it might be. Now one of the the things that I read is a lot of the times these uh, the thrift stores in these places, the people that are going in there are buying the necessities. They're not shopping for you know those, those items that, that are a little bit more expensive or those items that are, are extra, right They're shopping for the, the, the most essential things that they need, clothes and those kinds of things so that you can always find uh, really great deals in, in these thrift stores that are in this these types of uh, parts of town, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So you know if you can identify those, you might be able to find uh, some really, really great deals. Now I've gone into thrift stores. I've, I've always looked for cast iron. I've never been able to find cast, <laughs> cast iron ever in, in any of these stores, but uh, I know that people have. Uh, one of the things that they said also is don't shop like on Saturday. Everybody goes on, on Saturday. Shop in the middle of the week sometime. Uh, you know some of the other things they said look at labels. A lot of the times, the the labels. I mean, you might see a jacket or whatever, but you might you might realize that it is a very expensive coat. I mean, it might be a two hundred dollar coat or something like. If you went to a department store, but here you're getting it for twenty thirty dollars, and then sending it taking it to the dry clean, uh, you know, to get it dry cleaned for you know five or six or seven bucks, man, you're in you're in a in, you know good shape there. One of the other one of the other recommendations was is know that certain thrift stores are known for different things so and it, they might change according to your city and 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 according to the thrift store but some might be known more for like the furniture that it gets donated they might be willing to take bedroom furniture and couches and things like that so if you're looking for furniture there might be a thrift store that's that specializes in that others might specialize in other things i know here in houston there's one uh specializing in technology right so if you're looking for cords if i mean it's in a, it it's houston is big and so if you needed that you would go and you'd probably spend more money going to find a cord or whatever but if you lived around that area it would be some place that you might want to go to and you could save save a lot of money there one of the the ideas is to make friends with the employees and ask them when they restock, what day is the day that they restock, and they start putting out new things out there. All right, one of the things one of the things that I wrote, or one of the things that I read was, uh, don't buy swimsuits and underwear there. I mean, yeah, and that's, you know, you kind of understand that. But when I was reading in the comments section, some of them, some of the comments were that some of these stores will donate, some like department stores will donate new packages of, underwear and swimsuits and things like that so i don't know (laughs) that might be one of those those uh those areas where like no i'm not going to compromise that but somebody in the comment section said uh, if you look for underwear that looks like it's still been folded then it was taken out of a package and so you might be safe on that one but i don't know that that might be something that you just you know you're not willing to uh to go there on that but you know, th- there's been times I know that I have donated stuff before that was brand new that we purchased for whatever reason, and it got put up in a. I mean, my kids they they grew like weeds. So you buy something, and then all of a sudden it didn't fit them, and and so I I know what the feeling is of of you know sending something brand new with a tag to donations, and so you you can find things like that that are brand brand new. So anyway, I, you know that was another article that I found, and just kind of different tips out there on on how to approach thrift store shopping. But the main the main thing that I really just wanted to to get out there is not not just thrift store shopping, but really thinking about being frugal and how what are some ways that you can start to add. Add to uh, your frugality. And uh, if it's not something that you've ever done before, you've ever gone there before, maybe now is the time where you start doing that and you start saving a little bit more money and you start going into 2018 with the idea of like, you know what, I'm going to get out of debt or I'm going to put away three to six months worth of expenses. I'm going to start that budget. I'm going to make sure that we don't go buy things that we don't need to buy anymore. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to, to really... R- ratchet it up with how I save money and how frugal I'm being. I think that's going to I really do think that that's going to be a very important aspect as we move forward. It's almost kind of uh, it, it's kind of depressing sometimes when you really start thinking about it is because we're going into that is 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 for forecasting I guess is what I'm trying to say forecasting a time when we are going to be struggling. Financially in, in, and economically, and making sure that you are able to weather those times, because hopefully it's just a, it's just a, a, a valley, and it, we come out of that uh, on the other side. But being able to weather that, if it's something like that, and, and you know the future, whatever the future holds for us, being able to being able to approach it in a in a, in a way where we we're able to come out on the other side and we are uh, thriving, right? Well, that's it for episode 214. I hope you enjoyed it. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Hey, if you get a chance, I'd love to hear from you. You can come over to episode 214 at theprepperwebsitepodcast.com and drop me a line in the comment section or hit me up on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. I always love to hear from listeners out there. And if you haven't, come join the Facebook group. We'd love to have you over there. And with that, choose to live a more self-reliant life. Choose not to be so dependent on the government grid or the grind. Until tomorrow, stay prepped and aware. Peace.